Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of Common Man Fantasy Football Podcast. Thanks for listening, and be sure to subscribe as well as write a review. Now let's get to it. All right, guys. Hope everybody had a good 4th of July. Now that that is over with, it is almost full-fledged fantasy football season. Hopefully, you know, the season happens. This is the time myself and Coach Wick really dive deep into things and start getting all our plans together. Uh, we'll finish out some positional stuff later this week and next week, and then we'll dive into strategies and just things that we have done well or things we've screwed up on and learned um, during our time of playing fantasy. I uh, appreciate everybody for the listens and comments that we got on our last pod. This one's going to be a little bit different. We have talked, you know, trying to find something that other people are not talking about yet. Um, what we're going to get into here is possibly looking at a draft strategy because of COVID-19. You know, you have to sit back and look. Yeah, we know how to draft if there's no COVID. But, you know, with COVID, there's some different things we have to look at. And we can't be hung out to dry for three weeks if – and then we lose a, you know, a season-long lead because of it. Uh, what I'm going to go over first is the NFL has sent the protocols out for training camp. And we're just, I'm just going to go through a couple key notes on here, um, what they're saying. So this kind of lead, lead us into what we're looking at when we draft. If you have a close contact exposure to a symptomatic COVID-19 positive person, you must get a test as soon as possible and isolation until the results are available. That's just coming in contact with someone with it. If your test is negative and cl your close contact remains asymptomatic, one, the close contact may return to, to the facility and subject to the following, an increased system monitoring and daily tests for days one through eight and also regular testing scheduled thereafter. If the virus test is positive, but you have no symptoms, there is no return unless and until 10 days have passed since the initial positive test or five days have passed since initial positive test and two consecutive negative tests separated by 24 hours. So you're talking about if you test positive but have no symptoms, to me, you're looking minimum five, likely closer to 10. Because the return has to be approved by the, cl the club physician after consultation with ICS and NFL chief medical officer. All right. Say the virus test is positive and the individual is symptomatic. There's no return at least for 10 days since the first symptoms appeared. No return at least 72 hours have passed since symptoms last occurred. So you're talking about at least three days since your symptoms and also at least 10 days since the symptoms first appeared. Your return has to be approved just like before. And then you got to look at your state and local reg regulations because those have to be satisfied. Um, so, you know, there's just a wide ar array of things. And, you know, what got us talking about this is uh, we both play DFS. You know, we're all in on football, do all our research, but we kind of dabble in other things while we're not. 
uh, playing football and uh, let Coach Wick talk about a situation that happened with NASCAR that kind of cost some lines and screwed some line making up, you know, at the last minute. Yeah. Uh, just before I do that, let me iterate that something that you said right there. You said those were training camp protocols. So sometimes these drafts come a little bit earlier and that's not game time protocols. That's with the guy getting sick with another teammate. So we're not quite sure. We're still out there in limbo. What happens if, if I'm, if I'm New York Giants running back and I, and I'm playing Houston and I, we play on Sunday and Monday we'll go back because we got a Thursday game. So we don't have Monday off and I test positive. So now I've just infected every defensive player on Houston's team also, possibly. So we don't know what's going to happen with with that as far as two teams. And it, it could get kind of dicey. But the thing with Jimmy Johnson is he tested positive Friday. Him and his wife tested positive Friday. So he didn't race in Indy Sunday. They've got a race this Sunday. Then they – they follow up with an all-star race on Wednesday and then back to Texas the following. He could possibly miss three the next three races because he's got to have two po- uh, negative tests before NASCAR will allow him to return. And so, you know, it, it, it screwed some, some lineups up when people had Jimmy Johnson in their, in their DFS lineups for the weekend. So it, it could get a little dicey with our football stuff as well. Yeah, because you know that's DFS. That's something you can change late. Once you draft, you can't really change your lineup. That's right. Season long. That's why we, we got to talking over the weekend about you know DFS is it's okay if we're playing a, a bunch of DFS stuff and, and we've got some guys that come down with COVID. I mean, we could change those lineups fairly fast. It's the ones that we're worried about are the ones that we're drafting next month. And there are season longs, and and you know I don't care if you play five dollars or if you play three hundred dollar leagues. Um, making the playoffs is a big deal, and if you've got two guys that are out because of COVID, um, in the middle of the season, it's going to be hard to rebound from that. Right, and um, we'll jump into this. We'll just kind of talk real quick about positions. Um, and kind of how we look at drafting among, you know, once once we're in COVID and once we learn a little bit more. Uh, first, I'm going to talk about the quarterback. You know, my thing is with COVID, do you draft two in a single quarterback league? Something I've never, ever, ever done. I've always drafted a quarterback late. Or do you try to get a quarterback and a backup? Or do you just play the waiver wire? You know, the first thing is we get a lot of questions on Twitter that, uh, people send us messages wanting to know, should they make this trade? Well, it, it depends on your roster. It depends on how you stand. It depends on how your draft is going. Do you draft two? My thing is that's very possible depending if, you know, you got other teams taking two, and then my waiver wire is going to be, you know, if we get down to our low quarterbacks, if my waiver is going to be 27, 28, 29, which is unheard of, but y'all been in those leagues where people take three or four or some, most everybody takes two. And then I'm here taking one and trying to get by. That's an option. I don't think you draft 
two quarterbacks from the same team. And, you know, we're going to talk about that. This goes with each position. Those guys are in a room together. They're in groups together. They're together all the time. If one tests positive, chances are the other one's going to be in some kind of isolation or if not testing positive also. Yeah. I, and I'm, I'm going with the, with the assumption of uh, I've had trouble I've had trouble winning a league when I stream quarterbacks. So I, I don't want to do that. And that's what I, what I talk about streaming a quarterback is I always take, just like you, we, we, we've done this forever, it seems like, and we'll take that late rounder that, you know, somewhere in 160, something like that, taking a guy 160, that's, you know, round, anywhere between rounds 10 and 14, we're looking at, at quarterbacks and, and getting a decent one. But with this going on, I'm not so sure that if I'm in the middle or the end of the draft board that I don't take, that I don't concentrate on taking one of those top six guys that we really like. Maybe I take that back. We'll go down to eight because we, we really like Daniel Jones and he's our eighth guy on our board right now. And then looking to take our next guy being anywhere between 14 and, and, and 16 in that, in that group right there, instead of, taking one guy and then he go down with COVID and you look on the waiver wire and what you have left is Bridgewater, uh, Sam Darnold and, and Nick Foles and Haskins. And you've got to play with, it's not unless you're playing with them for one week. You could possibly be playing with them for longer than that. Cause if they have a Thursday game, you know, there you're probably going to miss two weeks, to three, three weeks there. Also, it's not just like a buy where you can, you, you can get away with it. So it, it's something that I, I'm really looking into that I've never done before and possibly taking one a little early. Yeah, you know, that's something I thought about as far as, as just like you said, if I take that guy that Drew Brees, Daniel Jones, Tom Brady, I usually never draft a quarterback that early. I usually get one of these guys in that 17 to 24 range, the Matt Staffords, Jared Goffs, and just roll the season with them. Yeah. See what happens and catch all the other positions early. But my thing is, it's just like you said, if I take Matthew Stafford, he's our quarterback 17, and then the waiver wire, I'm stuck with Sam Darnold for three weeks. Uh, it's not going to look good if I got Sam Darnold and I'm playing this week against Dak Prescott as the other quarterback. That's right. I'm going to be behind already, and I don't think I've made up enough ground to match that. If I can stay in that, the ideal number to me is staying in that quarterback probably number 23, 24 up, having one of those starters each week. If you're in a really league with really sharp guys, you can play the waiver wire and have good quarterbacks. But, you know, you always got those two or three guys in leagues, for some reason, draft four, five, six quarterbacks. I have no idea why, and they hold on to them. They won't trade them, and they keep them. And then there's nothing be sickening to me more than draft a top quarterback, and he goes out three weeks for COVID, and I'm stuck with, I don't know, Tyrod Taylor. Yeah, no, you don't want that. Uh, this morning, I went ahead and got on. Uh, I got on Fantasy Pros, which is a pretty. I, I kind of like their mock draft stuff because you can get on there with. It's not just a computer, you know. You can get on there. If for those that are just now listening, you can get on with twelve other guys that are mock drafting with you. So you're not just a computer taking the next guy on the on the line. And I jumped in there at 
um, at 11 just to see what it was going to be like at the tail end. So I was going to get tail end running backs, and I was thinking about a quarterback at the same time with COVID in mind. And, y'all, I got in round seven. So that's the tail end of seven because I was the 11th pick. So that's 7-11. I got Deshaun Watson at, at, at pick 83. All right, And then I turned around. And I just kept an eye on it and kept an eye and kept an eye. I didn't – I took uh, at 158, which was would normally be my first my first quarterback, which would be around round 14, I, I picked up Daniel Jones. Now, I'm, I'm going to be fine with that. So, if, if he gets – and I'll keep him on there. I know I'm wasting a, a roster spot right here, but if I was really, really worried about COVID-19, I've got – I've got my running quarterback up there, and then my second quarterback will, will is also a running quarterback. I'm not, I'm not missing much, and I just took our uh, quarterback three and our quarterback eight. That is unheard of by me. I want one of those top twelve, and that's it. And now I just took two of them in my draft, and um, my draft board came out to be a ninety-three out of a hundred. I got an A in my draft even being that late and taking two quarterbacks like that. So that was just a, a little bit of an idea of how quarterbacks are going to be treated during this. All right, guys, now we're going to go in and talk about running backs. Uh, Coach Wick is a running back guy, so I'll let him start off on uh, running backs and COVID drafting. Well, I'm already going to go running. My goal is to be running back heavy anyway, but I'm going to be extremely heavy now because I really feel like the running back is going to be the one that uh, is going to be the most affected by, by COVID in my opinion. Um, so for, after I get my first three studs, I'm going to, I want three studs on the team. And then after that, I'm going to draft upside guys. When I talk about upside guys, I'm talking about guys that are going to catch, or that are going to have some high receptions. So, like, for instance, in the 70 reception rate last year, we had McCaff, Eckler, Kamara, Cohen, which is a good pick, which, I'm, which I'd be aiming for is Cohen, uh, Fournette, which has a great ADP, and White. Um, with six receptions, we add, we add Bell to the, to the mix there, and, and his um, ADP – is actually kind of low as well. He's you're looking at, you know, he's the 24th guy off the bo- 24th running back off the board now, so he he can go pretty late. Uh, Riddick, he's caught 50 balls. Duke Johnson, you know, McCoy, Ingram, David Johnson. Those are the guys that I start looking for as my fourth and fifth guy, and you know, getting some other hand, handcuffs in there. Uh, from other 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 how do you say it not my handcuff but i want somebody else's handcuff for instance like i i might not get melvin gordon but if i can get Lindsay, man you know i i could be in good shape right there um i'm looking at madison i i really like elliot if i'm in that top three because elliot's already had it so i don't really look for pollard as a as a virus handcuff, I'm looking at Pollard late for for other other reasons. Now, listen, I, when I do this, I'm I don't build my lineups on with guys in mind like Cohen and Duke and Riddick because 
receptions are, are you know, that's, there's a high variance in, in receptions too. But if I need a guy for a week or two because my, my stud is on is in bed rest, I, I want the guy that I could that's going to score me 15 points. You know, not someone that I know is going to get me six or seven. That's so I'm going to go heavy, heavy with, with those with TD Vulture guys and 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 reception guys. Yeah, and you know, you you said it that at the beginning you said you're going to take more than usual, and that's my number one note is up up on the running backs is, you know, I usually try to hammer hammer them early and get some value late and maybe come out of the draft with four or five that's probably gonna be a little more this year because i'm not sure what's going to happen and they're definitely going to be on different teams um yes. when i when i draft those look at what go ahead. let's look at this real quick here where, where i took these guys in this in this mock draft i i took uh i went off of our board here so so i i took uh drake and and eckler were my two big guys, but then I turned around and I got guys on here like I've got David Montgomery, Philip Lindsay, I got Duke Johnson, um, Chase Edmonds. Those guys to me, Devin Singletary. I took all those guys late that I normally wouldn't take that many of. Like you said, I'm going to have five guys, four to five good stud running backs on my team, and, and here I just took. Uh, what is that? Seven. Right. Yeah. So, uh, and, and we'll get to them. I, I took seven of them and I took two of something else when we get to those two, which was crazy. Yeah. And so, you know, that's usually people want to get running backs early. And like we talked about, um, it is big, very value dependent on wide receivers. Well, there's a lot more options than wide receivers. And I'll go through a, some of those now but when you look at wide receivers i mean you get down to names like brandon cooks jalen rager hollywood brown sterling shepherd uh deontay johnson those are guys you'll be happy to have on your team and you're talking about they're in our wide receiver 40 to 45 range so you know you can hammer running back early if you want to i'm happy starting those those you know two or three of those and maybe some flex running backs uh if i get one of the top 12 receivers i will you know there's so many guys i have to come down while i'm looking at my rankings to about the 54 55 around aoc debo Nikhil Harry, Fitzgerald, Christian Kirk, around that number to get out of guys that I don't mind taking. So you're talking about 54 guys. You look at running backs, it don't go that far on guys that I want. Um, but receiver groups is way more important. Do not – I know Kansas, everybody loves Kansas City's offense. Everybody loves Houston's offense. But if we're talking about COVID that keeps going up, you can't take two of those guys just because they're in meeting rooms together. It's the same thing we talked about earlier. It's going to be passed among all those. And, you know, I can't afford Tyreek Hill and Sammy Watkins out for two weeks if I got both of them on my team. I don't have enough depth or enough value 
to cover two guys like that. Uh, same thing with the in Houston. You got those three receivers, and you know Fuller, Brandon Cooks. I can't take both of those on a normal year. I probably would. I don't know if I can this year because I don't know if one gets it. Is the other one going to be going to miss at least a minimum of a if he, if Brandon Cooks tests positive on a Friday. Is Fuller got to sit out 72 hours before his test comes back or see if he's symptom-free, you know, and then it costs me some some serious points on the wide receiver level. And, you know, that's why I can wait on those and just hammer some late uh, because, you know, running back to me is a lot more important to get early when you're drafting for, for COVID as opposed to wide receivers. Let me let me ask you this. This is, this is a, something that would, would definitely come up, and I would not – have a problem any other year than this year, than this happening. But let's just say you are in the middle of a 12-team draft, right in the right smack in the middle. You got pick six, all right? Mm-hmm. And in the fourth round, you're coming around the fourth round, and uh, you've got guys on and, – and it's time to get a receiver. And you got guys like uh, – Woods and Schuster, Brown, Beckham, and stuff like that. And we've got Woods pretty high. So you mm-hmm. take Woods right there. All right. So you got Robert Woods in the fourth round, and you come and for some reason, all these wide receivers are coming off the board, and it comes back to you. And you've got Cup, AJ Brown, and let's say I'm going down our list here. We got Tyler Lockett at 20 and Keenan Allen at 22, and those guys are sitting there, and Cup, which is 12 for us, is sitting there also. In normal situation, I don't have a problem taking Woods and Cup. No. They're both going to get theirs, but what, what do you do in a situation like this? How far down do you go? I don't know if he can drop far enough for me, and that sounds stupid, and I would ne- should never say that. But, man, if you take Woods and Cup, <laughs> and they both go out, with Corona for three weeks, you you can about write your season off. I know, but you and know, last year it's the same thing. Woods right. Cup? Oh my gosh! So you're a running back guy. You take Woods, it comes back around. You need a running back. Cam Akers is there. Do you take Akers? No, I can't. I mean, you know, that's the same thing. But now, if we get close and the protocols are different, uh, unfortunately, I'm going to have to have a draft board that's a COVID nineteen draft board and my regular <laughs> draft board. Exactly. <laughs> Because I, I just don't know what to do right there. Because I'm thinking, man, last year, if I take Robert Woods in the fourth and it's coming back to me and it's coming back and I'm sitting there and, and Cup is still there and I'm looking at some – some, uh, let's look at some running backs at the same spot. It's Cup, uh, Swift, and Singletary, maybe Co- uh, like Chris Carson is still sitting there. And, and I'm going, my gosh, my best value right here is to take Cup and have Woods and Cup and get everything the Rams have. But I've got to change. I've got to take someone like a Singletary or a Carson or or take I, – I, I don't know. In the fourth round, am I looking at a, at, at taking a, a, a tight end right there? And I normally don't take tight ends that early. But it it's just crazy to even think about. But now the only – me sitting there thinking about this why I got to sit down and have a draft board before I start. If I can get Cup in the fourth and fifth and have Woods and Cup, if I look at my at, 
how the draft is going. I've got two teams that went running back heavy first three rounds. I might take Cup, but then I'm moving one of them for one of those running backs. Yeah. Is the only other option. Now, that's a chance you get stuck with both, but you can get some value. That's why you got to have that board laid out, and when people take them, you got to know, all right, team two started running back, running back, running back, tight end. They need a receiver. I guarantee you I can trade them cup for somebody, if not after week one, especially week two. When they, now, if, do you think there's enough there, – there's enough mid – wide receivers is tricky now, and, and this, is your, this is your deal. Do you think there's enough guys there in the middle that you could – that you could put like a green and get a Boyd and Fuller, Melvin jo- Marvin Jones, DJ Sharks way down there for us, still on the board, Jarvis Landry. Do you think you could come back around and get enough guys to cover those two for three weeks? Yes. So you could possibly still go Woods and Cup, and, but you're just going to have to go right then if that happens to you and, and you got to go with the flow and zig and zag like we do. I mean, there's no prediction in, in draft boards. We, we know that. So if you have to do that, what's your next step? Do you just – you're going to have to stay in the running backs and, and start taking value in the – I mean, in the That's the problem. That's the problem with trying to catch up on me worried about them getting COVID. If I take those two, then in my mind I'm like, crap, I got to get some receivers. But then I'm missing out on – I might miss out on that fifth running back that I desperately need or – Yeah. You know, it's just – and we'll, we got a draft strategy show coming up in a couple of weeks, and we will hammer a lot of these points home. It might be two draft strategies, and we're also going to do a mock draft. Uh, we'll do one and then get on here and talk about it as far as what we were thinking. Uh, but that's some strategy later on to come, and we'll talk about some of this COVID stuff. But it's it's a different beast of having to, having to attack. Um, we'll go on real quick, talk about tight ends, and uh, – to me, tight ends, you got to treat it like quarterback and running back, more like quarterback. You know, I don't ever leave a draft with one. If one of the top five or six fall to me in value, I'm grabbing him. If they don't fall to me, oh, well, I'm taking a shot late. Uh, that's probably going to change. If I can get one of those top three or four early, I am. And then if I can get that 12 to 16 range later on, I probably am. Um, just depends on what the draft goes. If I get to round 10 and there's 14 tight ends gone, I'm starting to get a little nervous for the waiver wire. Or if I get to round 10 and there's only eight gone, there's a run fixing to come off, and it's going to push me into, into the waiver wire. And I have played the waiver wire with tight ends. I've played the waiver wire with every position. Tight end is the most volatile position. And why they say the top three or four are so important is because they're going to score 14, 15, 16 points a week. But then your other ones, you might get a zero. Yeah. That, that, that's exactly right. And I took in this mock draft this morning that I did with, with 11 other people, I ended up taking uh, Zach Ertz in the fourth. He was four, he was four, pick four, two for me. And uh, it all had to do, it all had to do with the same thing. I had to get him early enough to know I had a good one. And where I could catch myself back up, because in the tenth round, ten two, I took Jared Cook. And you know me, and I know you. We never take two tight ends. No, and I no. Very seldom. If 
if I'm late in the second round and Travis Kelsey's there or mid, you know, if I'm in the middle pick, like Travis Kelsey went in this draft, he went, uh, he went pick 19. So he was in the middle of the second round. And then right after that, George Kittle went. Uh, so I took the next one. And then right after that, in the fourth round, and then also in the fourth round, Mark Andrews went and Darren Waller. So there was three. So that's how, how many is that now? That's our eight went in the top four rounds. Yeah. So, and, and that never just, happens. So these guys were probably thinking the same thing. You know, I don't know. But, you know, we're looking – we're always looking for that edge. And that edge might be where people play waiver wire during COVID. We don't play it, and we have enough depth on the bench to have a decent team. This might be the year that's most important. If you got 16 picks, one through 16 is your strongest, deepest team you've ever had. You're not looking to the waiver wire for anything, and you can cover any situation that occurs to some extent with COVID-19. I agree. I, I that That's – and that's just a different strategy than we're used to. And it's going to be something that if it gets serious, where a lot of people start getting a little bit more sick and, and we start hearing about more positive testing where, you know, I, I've got to have reminders on my draft sheets and my boards and everything else that I go into that, that I need to change up a little bit. Don't, don't get stubborn and, and, and pick another wide receiver running back here when you can get you a, a, a top tight end and then worry about a top tight end, uh, you know, mid-tier tight end later because it's inevitable. You're probably going to get hit with somebody. You know, it, it's, it's going to yeah. have to go up there with our injury prevent. You know, the guys that get injured, and now we have to start talking about a little bit about COVID too. I mean, it's just crazy. Yeah, and, and you know, that, that will end on – we got one more note to end on. That's all the positions, but here's the biggest – question with all of this and the closer it gets to if you can get in leagues if you're drafting now i don't know what to tell you you can message us and we can walk you through and you know that's something we can ask are you thinking about covid if you're in a if it's a, just a redraft league or do you just want to play like normal or you know that's a decision that you have to make as a player but here's the thing with covid we can't find out who tests positive with HIPAA regulations. The only reason we know Elliot tested positive is because his agent told everybody. Yeah, that's right. We have no idea who tests who tests positive. Is this going to be something that has to be on the injury report? You know, and that's you. If it's not on the injury report, which I don't, it has. I don't see how it has to be on there because you have to say who's playing. Yes. Will they have to label it as COVID? Will they label it as? personal reasons or whatever they label it as. Well, we'll be able to figure that out once they get going if, it, if yeah. they stay personal. But, you know, but right now, change. you don't know. You know, like, thank God they told us about Zeke because every draft, if I'm in the top three, I'm taking Zeke because he's had it once. There's a slim chance he catches it again. Yes, that's exactly right. And, and the other thing is, you know, they just changed here recently about everybody's doubtful. It used to be, you know, you yeah. had doubtful, you had – uh, what were the other ones? Probable. Probable. You had probable, doubtful, and out. Now it's there's no probable anymore. It's just doubtful or out. So they could put everybody at doubtful until Sunday morning before kickoff, before they set their lineups, and then put the guys that are out. And you don't know what it is. It could be a it could be a twisted ankle at practice, or it could be COVID a positive test. 
Yeah. Now, if you want to know what it is, we follow a ton of beat writers, and you know, we usually get pretty good reading by Saturday if they're going to play or not. Yeah. Um, very seldom do I change the line on Sunday morning. No. Because um, if there's still a question Saturday night, I'm concerned the whole game because it's going to be if it's a game time decision, I hardly ever play them. If I got somebody viable behind. Um, but that'll do it for today's show. Our biggest thing is do not go all in on this strategy yet. This is just something to put out there to yes maybe think about um, and just be be ready for it. You know, if it very possibly could happen where you have to draft this way, and this draft is going to win you a league this year, and then next year if everything's normal, scrap it. Don't ever do it again. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> But uh, anyway, until next time, we'll, it'll be another one this week. Um, we'll get on running backs or maybe do a mock draft or something, um, kind of whatever falls in our lap. And um, until then, we'll see you. Thanks for listening. Be sure and follow us on Twitter at Common Man DFS. Until next time.